0: Hello, you're listening to Strong and Motivated, where you will find stories, words of encouragement, and scriptures intended to motivate you to positive action. I'm your host, and my name is Kina Small. In the last episode, Dream Killers, I shared my personal journey with some of the dream killers in my life and stories that were intended to remind us that no matter how many dream killers we run into, the goal is to keep moving with the dream in our heart and never ever kill another person's dream in this episode after this season i make a point of comparing our lives to the seasons we experience with the natural order of things on the earth I talk about time frames and general expectations in our everyday living and how we have a tendency to hold to what we consider the right way and the time for things to take place while we should consider the possibility of God working things out in ways we do not expect. Let's start this episode with a visual. There's a train on the track and it is traveling at top speed It's equipped for all emergencies and has cars full of passengers and everything necessary for travel. It's going along nicely and the passengers are enjoying the food and the travel plans they all made. Everything is going as planned. The scenery is beautiful and people are taking it all in and capturing the memories on their phones and with the cameras they took along. The train is on a smooth stretch the conductor sees an expected curve ahead. He or she make the necessary adjustments to make the transition as the train approaches the curve. The speed of the train has been adjusted to make the curve safely, and it does. All is well, but as the train makes the curve safely, the conductor notices a break in the tracks, and there was no warning for this mishap and no time for adjustments. The train was derailed. Each train car collided into the next, and everyone experienced the need to make some sort of adjustment for what has just taken place. The train wreck didn't affect all the passengers in the same way, but everyone on the train had the same experience of being on the train when it derailed and came to a halt as one car piled into the next. That's the way life is. We all have a life and we will all experience moments of derailment, or as I call them, moments of small wreckages, whether big or small, the time when our life expectations collide with our actual life itself. And we experience chaotic wreckage, so to speak. We get into a momentum. We get used to it and everything is going smoothly. Then at some turn in our everyday movement comes a curve in the path and there is an obstacle in the way. There could possibly be a derailment, a collision of some sort, or just minor adjustments needing to be made. That's what happened to me. I am in the process of making minor adjustments so I can avoid a major collision of sorts. I have a general routine. My routine encompasses the care of my husband, who is disabled, and other coaching or training opportunities that arrive, as well as this weekly podcast. Everything has been going fairly smoothly until my husband became very ill recently. Because of his delicate physical situation, the issues he was experiencing could have been life-threatening. He is doing much better presently, but during the process of it all, it was cause for concern and giving thought to what is needed going forward. We had to make adjustments. We get so used to our routines and when there is a glitch or hiccup it can cause serious moments of concern as we modify our current routine so as to make the adjustment period of transition successful for all involved. We have so many expectations in life and sometimes things just don't work out like we want when we want. So what do we do? Here's what I do. I look at my life like the seasons. There are four seasons, and I experience all of them where I live. There's winter, spring, summer, and fall. I enjoy all four seasons, and I love where I live because I can experience all of them. Where I live, winter is a rough season most of the time. We get snow, ice, freezing rain, or hailstorms at times. What actually helps me get through some of the tough times in my life is comparing my life to the seasons. During the winter season, the ground can be full of snow which will melt and water what is beneath the soil. All the trees and the perennial bushes and flowers will benefit from the water as they are dormant and waiting for their time to bloom. Everything looks dead. But in actuality, everything is storing up and getting strong while preparing for an explosive entrance into the next season. When what we consider bad things that happen or just anything that causes an interruption in our plans or a serious glitch in life, I always say, after this. The reason I say, after this, is because each time I say, after this, I think something good will happen. And if it doesn't, then I keep telling myself, after this, until it does. Are you experiencing a moment when it seems like a glitch or a hiccup has arrived in your life? Pause and take a breath. Seriously do it. Now say it. No, really, say it. After this. Because there is always an after, and eventually you will experience it. So keep saying it until your change comes. There is a scripture in the Bible in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1. It goes like this There is a season, a time appointed for everything, and a time for every delight, an event, or purpose under heaven. If you are experiencing a moment of feeling derailed, remember it will not last and keep saying, After this, until you enter a new season. That's what I am doing. And while you are waiting, do something you enjoy. It will help you get through the waiting period. I enjoy cooking and gardening, as well as painting and a few other things. During this season of winter, I mean actual winter, where I live, yes, with all the snow and cold, I cook. I cook hot meals and make up recipes I share with others. I also take pictures of all my pretty plates and put them on Instagram and share. It helps with keeping me involved with something I enjoy. Is there something you can do for you that you enjoy? There's a story about a woman in the Bible. Her name was Ruth. Ruth and Orpah were the daughter-in-laws of Naomi. All three of the women, including Naomi, had lost their husbands. Naomi decided she would travel back to her native home and urged her daughter-in-laws to do the same and returned to their families. Imagine this, three women in those times without a husband. Back then, women without a husband had a very hard time caring for themselves. Orba returned to her native home, but Ruth stayed with her mother-in-law and returned with Naomi to Naomi's native home. After returning, the women were in need of care and food. Ruth began gleaning the leftovers in a field after the workers were finished gathering what they needed. Can you imagine this life? This was probably a life completely different than what she was used to previously. A life where you were looked upon as less than because you were widowed, with no man to provide for you, and also one where you had to take the leftovers from those who went before you. I am sure it was a very challenging time for both of the women. However, Ruth was very diligent in gathering enough for herself and also providing for her mother-in-law. Eventually, a man noticed Ruth. She was new in the area, and he inquired as to who she was. After all her effort and diligence in caring for her mother-in-law, the man gave instructions to the workers to leave extra for Ruth. They were both widows. In the end, the man, whose name was Boaz, married Ruth. Ruth went from working in the field as the least of the crew to being an owner of the field in which she worked. She went from being married previously and after that she was widowed and after that she was a a lowly worker and after that she married again and to a very wealthy man and after that she became part owner in all she had. I wonder what happened to Orpah. Also, what would have happened to Ruth if she chose another path and went her own way? In thinking of her mother-in-law first, who was old and widowed too, Ruth received blessing enough for the both of them. Her after this moment was huge. Many of you are listening from all over the world and each of us have or will have challenges. It's in the challenging times we have an opportunity to grow in character like Ruth doing the right thing by her mother-in-law. And it's also an opportunity to see God's hand at work. Sometimes the challenging moments require stepping back and assessing the situation or possibly looking at it from a different viewpoint. I'm sure Naomi gave some thought as to what she would do. She made the decision to go back to her native place where there was family, but she probably had to give thought to how she would handle her daughter-in-laws as well. She probably figured she couldn't take care of them. She was widowed too. More than likely, she figured they were young and would be better off getting a new start in a place they were familiar with and probably had family they left behind when they married her sons. She probably gave a lot of thought to her decisions before she shared her thoughts with the other women. Like Naomi, I too am stepping back and assessing my current situation. I am a full-time caregiver for my husband, and there are several things that need my attention. I am experiencing moments where I am in need of making decisions and working for his good, which has limited my time for podcasting. I've decided to take a few weeks away from recording. It is necessary, and I am sure when I return, I will have more to share. Stay connected by subscribing, and you can also send messages. You might have questions or a particular topic of interest you would like for me to talk about. Whatever you do, let's stay connected. In closing, I would like to share another story that I hope will show how God doesn't always work in the conventional ways that we think, and we should never put him in a box thinking he will only work the way we imagine. When we get to these moments of transition, we must always allow God to lead. The path he has is not always clear, but he does know the end goal. I try and never get frustrated, not saying it always works, but I try to keep my focus on more positive things, like God is always in control and he sees what I cannot. The story I wanted to share is a little different. I was really moved when I read it. It's about a man named Jose. God told Hosea to marry a specific woman. She was a prostitute. During the course of the marriage, she was unfaithful and went back to prostitution. Jose stayed with her throughout the infidelity. I often wondered why God told this godly man to marry her. It's certainly not something you would expect or think God would do. Israel had strayed away from the Lord, and the marriage was symbolic of what was happening in Israel at the time. God considered them an adulterous nation who had gone after other gods. In the end, His mercy prevailed and He showed love and mercy to Israel too, just as He wanted Hosea to do to his adulterous wife. You know, when you think about it, she, the wife who was a prostitute, needed to know about the Lord and His mercy too. How would she have seen an example of love? True love, godly love, was shown to her even after all she did. One would never imagine God's love and justice would go so deep for someone that he would have another person, what we would call a Christian, marry a prostitute. But he did. You can read about them in the book, Jose. We are at the end of the month of February. This month is considered the love month. We do all things celebrating Valentine's Day and showing love by giving and receiving wonderful gifts and love and action from those we love and admire. In the Bible, we get to read about true love. Love is patient, kind. It doesn't envy or boast, nor is it jealous or proud. The scripture is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4. The scripture, 1 John 4:8 declares God is love. God's love goes out all over the world to all people. He will do whatever he can to show that love, and he will use whoever is available. Jose just happened to be available and open enough to trust God in his decision making for his life. It certainly isn't what we would imagine. And during the time of Jose's marriage, he had a very rough time. However, in the end, it all worked out. Even Jose had his after this season. Keep in mind, there will always be an after this. No matter what you're going through, there is always, I mean always an after be encouraged. And until we meet again, I am leaving you with this. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. I pray he, the Lord, lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And if the Lord be willing, we will connect after this. All right then.